0: Casey. I'm Emily and you're listening to a sprinkle of sugar a dash of murder a true crime podcast with an element of baking what are you making this week so this week I am making tortellini tomato soup wow So I'm get it has tortellini in it <laughs> it has diced tomato um, a little bit of chicken stock. Ooh. It has some spicy sausage. Um, like I used, you could use like turkey sausage and um, some cream cheese, which Ooh. is the yummiest. And it goes in a crock pot and you cook it for like five hours. Except you add the tortellini um, after about five hours and then you mix it all together. And it's super good.
1: Sounds
0: um, delicious. Yeah. So, well, okay. Actually, I'm lying. I said, <laughs> I said it's super good because it looks really amazing, right? Yes. And like it, or like what you can imagine, it looks really amazing. But I attempted to make this this week, okay. and this is a this is a Casey fail. Um, and I know what I did wrong, and it's a d- really really nasty thing that I did wrong that I will never do again um actually two things i did very wrong so i was i was making a crackpot meal and i had a friend over <clears throat> so i'm putting everything in and i'm bragging about this as I'm <laughs> she doesn't cook very often she was talking about how she needs to cook more and i'm like oh, i cook for my family all the time and i'm like look you can get a crack pot. you can you can put things in here and uh within like five and you can put it in the morning and then five hours later you got this beautiful meal and you could just serve it right up and then you could have leftovers wow like, i was really bragging and i was just yeah. like look at my awesome waffly duties um no fail we actually ended up having fast food like it was that bad <laughs> of a fail that it all had to Good go to job um i don't quite know what i did um but i think i do um so instead of using the spicy turkey sausage like i wanted i had some browned venison that i had in the fridge already because a couple of days earlier i was going to use it so i put the so i put that browned venison in there mm-hmm. i didn't realize i mean i thought that it was just a couple of days maybe it was longer uh-huh. I didn't think it was longer,
1: Oh no!
0: but um, maybe it didn't smell the best after that. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> so gross. gross. Also, um, I didn't, I thought that I, I, like, I looked at my fridge and I thought that I had the uh, cream cheese. And so then when I dig out at the back of my fridge, dig the cr- cream cheese out, I realized it's, it's a bunch of butter. So oh, nice. So, I don't have cream cheese at this point. So, I replaced the cream cheese with cottage cheese. Oh, God. <laughs> no, it's. Oh, God. It I, I think it can be used as a substitute. No. Not, I mean, in this case, I don't know why, but it really was not a good substitute. Oh, my God. So, it was just the. Uh, because, like, you know, like cottage cheese has like the curds. Yeah. So it just didn't look as, as appetizing and creamy and delicious. It just looked no. like a curdy, rancid. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it was nasty. Right. I took I took a bite out of it and instantly started gagging. Instantly. Um, I ran to the bathroom and I almost puked. Oh my and God. then I couldn't even smell it after that. I was sick for the rest of the night. Um, just like felt really nauseous for the rest of the night Who couldn't even think in? about the smell of it I even went out and bought a pregnancy test oh. and a pregnancy test because I was so sick over this meal I was like oh. no I'm pregnant
1: there's so anyway, no way I
0: made something that bad I must yes. be pregnant <laughs> well because none of the ingredients are really that bad except I mean bad meat is really <laughs> bad so I think that that's might have what it that might be what I did. Oh man. Like when I was mixing all the ingredients, even before I added the meat, it never smelled good. <laughs> like, you know, when you're making something and you're like, mm, 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 this is going to be so yes. good in my belly. No, this tasted like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it tasted horrible. I couldn't even throw it away. I had to have Kendrick throw it away. And he was asking for my help. And I'm like, I'm sitting there just gagging. I want to gag just thinking about it. It's disgusting. Anyway. <laughs> it's
1: a um yeah. recommendation.
0: So, so do better. This is my challenge to all you guys. Make <laughs> my meal better than I did. And I, well, I we can't be perfect
1: all the time. So, yeah.
0: so I got this meal idea from um, TikTok, of course. Of course. And she didn't t- say a name to it, so you can also name it. But I named it tortellini tomato soup because that is pretty basic of what the ingredients are. Maybe creamy tortellini tomato soup because it's cream cheese. Yes. Yes. Okay, anyway, let's get started. Let's hear okay. about this.
1: All right. So we are talking about a family in France today. Um they are the DuPont de Ligoness family. Ligonet? I don't know if you pronounce the S at the end. Sorry. But yes. So, um, and this is in Nantes, France. Nantes? Yes, Nantes. But you don't, again, don't say the S at the end. I did look it up, but I instantly forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As one does. So, their house was on number 55, Schumann Boulevard. And... After these events, it is called the House of Terror. Ooh. Oh. us Oh, and this is in 2011. So it wasn't that long ago. Oh. Yeah. We've been covering more recent ones lately. I know. Well, I just, okay, side note. I just bought a book on, um, I'm looking at it right now. That's why I'm craning my neck. Um, a Victorian Serial Killer. And I will be reading that book. So when I'm done with it, we will talk about that one because I oh I love gosh. the Victorian ones, you know. Yes, that one sounds nuts. Yes, it's called uh, <clears throat> The Case of the Murderous Dr. Cream. So, oh my God, cream oh. cheese. <laughs> Look at all times together. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> We're covered.
0: <laughs> I got to mix a lot of cream cheese next time.
1: <laughs> I rate that one. Yeah. But yeah, so that'll be coming up. Anyway. Okay. Okay, so the family. Um, The father was Count Xavier Dupont de Ligonet. He was a businessman. And obviously, as his name suggests, he was a count. So he was a noble. Um, The mom's name was Agnes. She is a teacher at a Catholic school. And they had four kids. Arthur, who's the oldest. He was 20. Uh, Thomas was 18 at the time Anne a 16 and she was a model and a top notch student. Good for her. Um, and Benoit, who was 13. So on April 11th, 2011, a neighbor and close friend noticed that all the shutters on their house were closed and that everything was kind of locked up and which would be like whatever but she said that was super weird because their shutters were always open even like when they went on vacation they would leave the shutters open okay so it was strange to her and she went over by the house and saw that there was a note on the front door that said to stop leaving mail at the house so that was another strange thing cuz she said if they were just on vacation they would still want their mail you know they still live there yeah um so she looked again on tuesday and it was the same shutters closed the note was there and on wednesday she decided to call the police cuz she thought it was strange mm-hmm. and so on april 13th the police go and check the house it was very normal clean some of the sheets were stripped off the bed some of the closets were open
0: but like nothing
1: was out of the ordinary no sign of forced entry or anything and no one was there
0: so that's this was just a neighbor that reported this
1: a neighbor and family friend like they were friends yeah
0: okay I mean I guess okay if like if if they're a family friend to the point like where we like call and and talk frequently that's one thing but like I just I know that like some neighbors are just super nosy and but I, I don't know like to what point Would I just I think I don't know. I think I mind my own business too much. I don't know if I'd really I'd be like, oh, they've been gone a while. Okay. Yeah. I must be a bad neighbor. Or is is that like a like a good thing for a neighbor to do? I think so. I mean in this case. I mean obviously it is. (laughs) Yeah. For them, but I just feel like that's kind of (laughs) nosy. Well, she was like a friend. Like okay not
1: just some. Neighbor, yeah that makes sense um so all their cars were there except for a c5 which i don't know i don't know what that is maybe it's a french car but um which apparently it was not big enough to carry six people their bags and their two dogs because the dogs weren't there either <gasps> so they're like if they left where did they go In like a tiny car they couldn't have so but there's not enough evidence for formal investigation and the police leave because they don't see anything out of the ordinary and Mm -hmm. then on april 14th letters start arriving from xavier and agnes and the letters were sent to all the family and friends um and they said that in the letter Xavier had links with the US and that the Americans have recruited him to infiltrate an international drug ring. Uh and it said, like, this'll be hard, you can't see us for a while, we're changing our identity for our protection, so don't contact us. I'm a spy for the drug enforcement administration.
0: So um, but super strange. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you don't say that you're a spy, right? Yeah, a, a spy shouldn't say I'm yeah. a spy. Like, I don't think you'd tell them all the details of what you're doing. No, <laughs> they you'd be like, I'm trail. very traceable, right? Exactly, Genius. and send it to like all everyone you know, hey yeah. guys, so I'm gonna be a spy in America. <laughs> So just thought I'd let you know, <laughs> follow yeah. me,
1: but, um, they were very, like trusted and respected, uh, Xavier was, um, like I said, a count He was in a ar- part of, they were an aristocratic family. So people who received these letters were like, okay, that must be true like they didn't really think it was a lie because they said why would our friends come up with this crazy lie so people
0: actually kind of believed it when they saw it yeah I mean I guess like from their point of view it's like he hasn't given you a reason not to believe him yeah so I don't know
1: I mean if you ever got a letter from that I feel like you wouldn't from me you wouldn't believe it for like two seconds you know, like, whatever Emily's lying
0: <laughs> well you know I did have someone in high school convince me that they were a famous country singer. you know what that is true you are and I believe believable. them so yeah I <laughs> something wholeheartedly easily
1: believe. disprovable
0: <laughs> I know one google, google, google search, search. <laughs> oh, no nope. they
1: were like nope. you can't tell anybody because I don't want to be <laughs> I don't know about it as <laughs> a famous a, person.
0: Yeah, I have a deal with a record label, so <laughs> that's why you can't find my name. No, makes no sense. Yeah, so he says, oh, I I have a deal with a record label right now, so that's why you won't find me anywhere. They're keeping me a secret. And then I go, and I'm like, oh, who have you opened up for? Uh, Toby Keith. Uh, he's really really cool behind stage yeah he just sits back and drinks beer tells me all about him and then he goes and then I'm like uh like oh that would be really cool if you would have opened up for like Luke Bryan oh Luke Bryan yeah yeah I did I did I opened it for Luke Bryan too like (laughs) like, whatever like
1: you can literally look that up and
0: know it was true I know (sighs) oh And then I go home and I tell my mom, my mom's like, Casey, come on. (laughs) And I'm like, mom, he's given me no reason not to believe him. So I'm choosing to believe him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, what about the fact that it's a very, very obvious lie? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What about that? (laughs) If you don't tell
1: anyone kind of
0: thing, whatever oh that was funny never forget anyway i've gone um i've i've become less trusting less gullible (laughs) maybe that's part of the why i'm so skeptical of people i've been lied to before i've been burned before (laughs) um
1: anyway anyway, so we have bruno de stompenrath no (laughs) yes we don't talk about, about bruno, bruno. <laughs> we were literally just seeing that before we started if you haven't seen encanto watch it um yeah so there's a bruno here hello it's
0: um so weird we were just talking about multiple brunos i know they weird. said okay. not to
1: but we are catch us talking about bruno okay <laughs> um xavier's friend he was xavier's friend and they met in Versailles when they were 16 years old and they were neighbors and their best friends. So Versailles, you may know from, you know, history was the home of Louis the 14th, the sun King and that huge palace is still there. And to this, although they no longer have a monarchy in France, I think. Right. No, they don't. Um, they're, it's still home to like aristocratic families in that area and like nobles which yeah. is what their family was so Xavier's father had, was a count they had a castle at one point in their life so like yeah they were <laughs> fancy but um geez it's crazy yeah then Xavier met Agnes in the 80s when she was 20 I mean, he was 20 and she was 16 or 17 and they fell in love, but Xavier decided he wanted to travel. So he broke up with her. And then when he came back a year later, she was pregnant with someone else's baby. Scandalous. I know. <laughs> but Xavier married Agnes anyway, and they decided to raise oh. the baby and Xavier adopted him and gave him the name Arthur Tupon De Lignes. So, I guess in Versailles, that was like a very big deal. Like, you didn't marry an unwed mother. You didn't give your title to some adopted baby. Like, he's not your blood. So, it was like a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they were a happy family anyway. They had more children, obviously, that I already said, and they raised them. And then all of a sudden, this big deal, nobleman, aristocrat is a spy, apparently. And this letter can be believed. Yeah. So a lot of, like I said, a lot of their friends were like, okay, yeah, that's something they would do. Sure. But Agnes's family sent the letter to the police saying Agnes would never just up and leave with her children without saying anything to us. Mm -hmm. even if this circumstance was true like she wouldn't do it so on april 15th the police returned to the house and they see that photos were taken from the frames kind of like someone was moving so things were being emptying out but still nothing suspicious um agnes's family insisted something was wrong but The police were not finding anything. They visited for a third time on the 18th, a fourth time on the 19th, a fifth time, fifth time on the 20th of April, and then they came again for a sixth police visit on April 21st when they finally found something. What? Yes. After six visits? I know. I know. It it took them that long to find something. But um, the police found trash bags under the terrace bound with tape. So <gasps> their house was like, it was, it's a city house. So it, it's kind of like an apartment style looking. and Like tall and narrow? Yes. And they have like a balcony with like a crawl space under it. So that was facing out on the street, I think. It might have been the back of the house, but either way, um, yeah, so they were found in that, like, crawl space under the balcony terrace. Mm -hmm. Um, The bodies were found wrapped in sheets and duvet and then placed in the bag. Um, and the discovery of the bodies was televised, so the family and friends are seeing this all on the TV. So that that really bothers me every time something like that happens. Like finding out that way about your friends and family would be absolutely right. terrible.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, I know. I actually was following this one Facebook group, and um, these people posted pictures of a car accident. And kind of commented said, like, one fatality or something like that. Or, like, a girl died or something like that. And then that's how several of the person's family members had found out was, like, through Ooh. that Facebook page. Like, just seeing her car destroyed. Oh,
1: my God. It's like, yeah, that, it's, that's not great.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's hard when someone, like, people have to know their place and know that that's not their information to share
1: yeah yeah for sure
0: even if it's gonna be good media
1: yeah they found police also found small religious icons next to each body like a candle or a small cross like someone had done this like
0: religious burial but shoved them under the house that is so ridiculous that like pissed me off even more because it's like really what do you think you're doing you put them in a garbage bag you put them under a house yeah no one gets to mourn them like who are you doing that for because you're not doing it for jesus no certainly not i don't understand i don't understand when people do stuff like that like it's just so half-assed and stupid Mm yeah yeah
1: so, the bodies that were found were of Agnes, Arthur, Benoit, Anne, and their two dogs, all in the same grave. And then the body of Thomas was found in a separate grave.
0: Oh, which one is Thomas? He is...
1: Um, he was the 18-year-old. Okay. So, yes. Um, yeah, even the dogs it's yeah disgusting
0: all of it's sad
1: yeah sorry each of them had two bullets in the head from a 22 long rifle really and the autopsies revealed that sleeping pills were in the children though they were put to sleep first and then shot in the head And with Agnes, she slept with a sleep apnea machine, and they found that her machine was stopped at 3 a.m. And so someone had turned it off, but before she woke up, uh, she was also shot twice in the head. Wow. There's somebody missing, if you haven't noticed at this point. Xavier's body, the father of the family, was not there. So an international warrant is sent out for his arrest in relation to his family's murder
0: i mean how like it sounds like it has to be him because who else would slip sleeping pills into all of their food right or give them sleeping pills
1: yeah who
0: else um
1: So, like I said, this was a very low crawl space and apparently Xavier had very bad back problems that prevented him from bending. So, his attorney was like, it couldn't, it's physically impossible that it could have been him. He couldn't have, first of all, dragged the bodies down there and then bent over to put them in the crawl space. Like, he couldn't have done
0: it. I said yes you can (laughs) like yeah you don't know what people are crazy things yeah Yeah. like the adrenaline alone was probably Mm -hmm. probably kind of a barrier to all that pain literally so whatever
1: your arthritis or whatever means nothing kind of um so but the thing is xavier was A very very affectionate and present father like nobody doubted that he loved his kids he always hugged them kissed them took care of them like being a father was always like his favorite thing in life everyone said so it was very baffling like if he did do this like why like what happened and everyone all of them were found like in their pajamas um So it was very obvious they were killed in their sleep, but neighbors heard no gunshots and there was no blood found anywhere. Police like looked up and down the house, no fingerprints, no DNA, not even on the bodies, um, no blood. So you have five, no, you have seven bodies, including the two dogs that were all shot, no blood or anything. So it was obviously cleaned up very,
0: very well, very right. diligently. And that requires someone that had a lot of time. Yes. Like the father.
1: Mm-hmm. So his friend Bruno, when asked, said that as heir to the Dupont de ligna line, Xavier killing his three sons his heirs was like kind of unthinkable like in the aristocracy it's like this ultimate tragedy to let your family line die so this is another thing like if it's such a big deal to carry on the title in your family line like again why would he do it what happened so please start like digging up secrets about Xavier to try and find some motive Mm -hmm. and Also to find him because he's gone. He's missing. Um, In the early 2000s, apparently they had tried to move to Florida, but they ended up spending almost all of their money for this move to fail. Like it didn't go through. I'm not sure why it didn't really say like what had happened that they couldn't move to Florida, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but they started a downward spiral after that, losing tons of money bailiffs were like on his back and his companies that he started were not as successful as he was saying they were to everybody. They were going bankrupt and people were going to start finding out that he was unsuccessful and that he had basically wasted their money. Um. So when family finds out about this, they start kind of trying to piece together like a motive from what they know about him. And so the family friends start saying this, they believe it's like Xavier trying to save face. Like he didn't want his children to know he didn't lead the life they thought he did. And that like, in his mind, he was saving them from disgrace, saving them from bankruptcy by like just killing them. <gasps> yeah. Um, so on January 20th, of 2011, before all this happened, Xavier's father died and Xavier was trying to find any money set aside by his father um, but there was no money. His father had spent it all and basically there was nothing left for him to inherit or anything, but he did inherit a 22 long rifle. Interesting. Ah and on february 2nd he obtained a firearm license and asked his instructor if he could get a silencer which on march 12th he bought he bought a silencer wow yeah all uh, right here we go yeah so the investigation then they wanted to go back and find out like why was thomas in a separate grave like What happened with that? Um, And Thomas was away at school the night the murders happened. So Xavier called Thomas and told him, you need to come home. Your mother was in an accident. And Thomas texted a friend around midnight on Tuesday. And that is the last anyone hears from him. So it's believed he was killed that Tuesday night into Wednesday morning after being drugged. So friends believe that Xavier hesitated to kill Thomas. That's why there was like a gap between the initial murders and his murder. um, Because he was like the last son, the oldest after Arthur, who was adopted, who could take the family name. So there was like that hesitation. But then he decided ultimately they all had to die. So... April 6th, Xavier is seen at home and he spends a week in the house after killing them, a week. So April 10th, Xavier leaves and his car is seen um, between Nantes and, Nantes and La Rochelle and his credit card timestamp shows him at a restaurant taking money from an ETM So he's on the run, but he's not going very fast and he's not hiding. So he's seen on cameras and has like no disguise, no attempt to hide at all, which is very baffling due to like how much he cleaned up the crime scene and wanted, you know, no DNA found or anything, but then he's being lazy while he's on the run. So it's very weird. And in most family massacre cases, the killer kills himself. So the police interpret this as like Xavier's last pilgrimage before he plans to kill himself. Because um, he's going to all locations where he had first met Agnes and where they had been happy in the past as a family. But on April 14th, he stops in um, a town in the south of France at a hotel. And the police find his car there on April 22nd. And the footage shows him crossing the parking lot with a bag and a long wrapped item, which is believed to be the rifle, the murder weapon. And he looks at the camera and then just walks away. And there are mountains and forests surrounding the area. So it's believed by everyone that Xavier walked up into the mountains and killed himself. And... Police, firemen, paramedics like searched the area for months and no body was ever found. So Bruno says Xavier made his moves basically like a game of chess. He made sure he was careful enough to buy as much time as possible for the police to find the bodies, made it look like he was going to kill himself, left the car so they would search that area diligently while he left. So In this area, you can take ships out to sea, you can take a highway to Italy, you can walk to Italy from a mountain path from there. So there are a lot of different avenues of escape. There are trains that go to Croatia. So Xavier escaped. It's an unsolved case. He's never been found. It remains open to this day.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's that's so messed up I mean I can I he definitely did it like there's no doubt in my mind yeah but his family does his family still believe it wasn't him no they think it's him okay sure.
1: yeah at first they were like no there's no way but then when the evidence like piled up and he was seen like fleeing on camera and everything like it it had to have been him <laughs> so yeah yeah
0: Really, you'll have to really go back passed. and listen <laughs> yeah I really passed out there
1: you were asleep for like 10 minutes <laughs> no
0: I was not
1: yeah you were 10
0: okay guys Emily is not boring I did fall asleep there if you hear me get really quiet it's just because I just worked the night shift and I'm laying in bed and I rolled over and got really comfy did you see me? I was kind of dozing off like earlier, and I caught myself. Yeah, and I thought I I thought I stopped it from happening, and then before you know it, <laughs> you were like, "Yes, I did it," and you were asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's oh, so funny.
1: That was really
0: funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, Emily, that was such a good story. I loved it. A good a good bedtime story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, on that note, I'm Casey. I'm Emily. And you just heard a sprinkle of sugar a dash of murder.